Kiana liked the way her arms looked and the light cast through the red silken curtain. She'd settled into a corner behind the shifting cloth, her knees drawn up and her elbows resting on them. She traced her fingers over the upturned crook of her elbow, admiring the softness of her pale skin and the blue-green network of veins barely visible below it. The motion was soothing and the rustling of the fabric that shielded her, combined with the darkness of her hiding place, was beginning to lull her to sleep. A huge, dull crash disturbed her reverie and reminded her why she was wedged into this space in the first place. A roar reverberated through the hall just outside her nook. How dare you try to slight me, you old fool! The gravelly thunder of that voice froze Kierna instantly. Nothing human had a voice like that. Fear coiled in her belly and she trembled as she wrapped her arms tightly around herself, fighting to catch her breath again. Orc tribes had ravaged her father's kingdom for years before Kierna's birth. Her father had rallied all the men in his kingdom and joined with the kings of surrounding countries, forming an army that was finally able to keep the orcs at bay. However, even repressed and expelled to the outer rim of civilization, the orcs were a hardy race. One orc chieftain had gathered the warriors of many tribes under his banner. The tribes had flourished under his leadership, and by the time Kierna turned eight, they were ready to strike again. This time, even the combined armies of the kingdoms were unable to keep the strength of the orcs at bay, and the king had been forced to concede to the orc chieftain. Just before midnight on the last day of the truce, the king and his counselors had marched into the high hall to agree to a tribute. A full one-sixth of the kingdom's grain and gold would be put on a wagon train and sent to the outskirts of the walls, to the arms of the waiting tribes. For nine full years, the day of tribute was a day of silence, marking the day of the kingdom's defeat. Years of history lessons swam through Kierna's head as the furious voice became quieter, though no less forceful. Somehow, that voice seemed to carry weight of age. It was a voice as solid as the foundations of the castle. Kiona had never seen an orc, although she'd heard lurid descriptions of the creatures. She decided she had to get a look at this orc while she had the chance. Peeking around the very edge of the scarlet drapery, she made out the massive hewn stone legs of the high hall's table and her father's purple robes around his ankles. Kierna strained to hear their continuing discourse. The voices that drifted over her ears had a heavy, ominous undertone, so Kierna did her best to wriggle out fast enough to see without being seen. Her father often chastised her for her rampant curiosity. He insisted that it would get her into trouble someday. As the men's murmuring took on a higher caliber of intensity, Kierna couldn't help leaning out further, trying to catch more of their negotiations. She heard her father say, The drought has left our farms barren. And what of your gold? 
was the chief's growling response. Her father's voice was lighter, almost weak in comparison to that deep growl, and Kierna struggled to focus on it. She was so focused on listening that she failed to notice how far she had leaned out of her hiding place. Her supporting hand slipped on something, and she slipped to the side, revealing her entire upper body to anyone who would have cared to glance that way. Nearly paralyzed by fear, Kierna froze in place as the orc chief motioned for her father to be silent. The beast's pointed ears twitched like a stalking animal's as he sniffed the air. Within a few seconds, his narrowed eyes relaxed, and something akin to a smile lifted the corners of his mouth. Kierna was sure that he'd seen her, 